Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. We are in our second week of our Summers in the Psalm 119 series. You know, Amy, with doing about four sections each summer in June, then we are committed to five total summers of working through Psalm 119. I love that. It could actually be our longest series yet. And just also so our listeners know, there are times throughout the year where we may take a little break here and there, but we've created something called our Love It Episodes. So those are episodes that either had significant listening online, lots of conversation, and we just know that sometimes when you're re-listening to something, it hits you differently. You could be in a different place in life or a different season, and so we want to um, give you guys an opportunity to hear something that maybe you didn't hear the first time. So you may see some Love It episodes coming soon. (laughs) And I think it's kind of fun to think that we actually have enough episodes we can go back and dip into. That is exciting. (laughs) Well, before we dive into Psalm 119, I wanted to tell everyone about a new offering I have for those I coach. Since our identity plays a large role in the areas we desire to change, for example... Let's say I desire to have a better work-life balance because I struggle with turning work off when I'm at home, or I would like to be more present when I'm with my family or my friends, or I just know that working all the time is not healthy. Why are you looking at me, Janae, as you're saying these things? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I may be pointing at you, but four right back at me. But if my identity is wrapped up in being productive, this behavior that I need to change is going to be super difficult because I'm going to see my worth based on my productivity. Mm. So... If I start to cut back on that productivity, then I might see my value going down. And we want to make sure that our identity is grounded in something solid and truthful and not areas that are shaky and shifty. You know, we actually talked about the importance of identity in episode 21, and we have had lots of feedback about your analogy, Amy, when you talked about your dead cat. Well, you know, it's just what the the image the Lord gave me. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to go into details about that, and I'd encourage you to go back to listen to that episode. But our identity affects all areas of our lives. And if you'd like to build a stronger identity, I have some tools that can help you. And I would love for you to reach out to me via my website, JanaeShatleyCamp.com. The link is in our show description. Just sign up for a consultation and we'll see if coaching is right for you. Well, let's get started. Okay, wonderful. Today's verses are 9 through 16. How can young people keep their way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. I treasure your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the ordinances of your mouth. I delight in the way of your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Okay, now before we dive into these eight verses, we've always been talking a little bit about some fun psalm trivia. So I have a question for our listeners. 
Do you think that Psalms is the longest book, the second longest book, or the third longest book in the Bible? Oh, I love these questions. <laughs> so I was really surprised by this, which is why I'm asking. Um, it is actually the third longest book. And so I think I've always assumed Psalms is the longest because it has so many chapters. But when it actually comes to word count, Jeremiah is first and Genesis is second. No way. I would have said Isaiah. Yeah, I really find that so fascinating. The other thing that I thought was really interesting as I was studying is that the Psalms has been written over the span of a thousand years. So unlike some of the other books of the Bible, actually most of the other books of the Bible, where they're written by one author or one or two authors, and they're usually pretty contained in the same time period, Psalms is written across a thousand year span, and it's so continuous. There's so much continuity to it. It's just really cool to see how God orchestrated all of that. Yeah, that's fascinating. So since our Psalm 119 is sectioned out after the Hebrew alphabet, Janae, tell us a little bit about this week's letter for 9 through 16. All right. Well, this week's letter is Bet. It is the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it literally means house or home. Jewish tradition believes that the letter Bet points to the center for holiness on earth, which is considered to be the temple where God's presence dwells, the house of Jehovah. For Christ followers, we know that we have become the temple. The Spirit of Christ lives inside of us, and we desire Him to be the center of all we do. Also, we know that we fall short of keeping Christ as the center of our lives. And I love how David gave us Psalm 119 because he got this, you know. He knew that it's hard to stay on the path that God has for us and not wander off. Mm. Psalms 119 is all about how God's Word can help us stay on that right path, to help keep Christ as the center of our heart, the center of our home. Well, the shape of the letter bet is thought to be like the shape of a house, but it looks to me like a backward C and more like a three-sided box, if you will. So one wall is missing in the house. So how can that be a house, right? Well, it's believed that the open side is an expression of hospitality. Hmm. So spiritually speaking, from a Christ follower's viewpoint, our hearts become the home of Christ, and we should be continually open to his work on our hearts to be neighborly and love one another as Jesus calls us to. Well, there's so much more I could share, but that's all I have for today about the letter bet. That is so interesting. Let's dig into our verses. So I'm going to start with 9 and 10. How can young people keep their way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. I love this because David starts with a question. He wants to know, how can young people keep their way pure? How do you start well so that you can then maintain the right path? And then he answers the question by guarding it according to God's word. Other translations use the words like keeping it or obeying it. And at first glance, that sounds like a pretty, you know, simple instruction like, hey, we want this thing. Let's just do this other thing, right? That's right. David's so poetic that way. (laughs) But we're learning from David how to actually do this well in our verses because he goes on to say he hasn't just looked at it or kept the word of God, but with his whole heart, he seeks God. Now, I know your blog goes into depth on this verse, 
But I just love this heart cry of David. Don't let me stray from your commandments. Or some versions use this word wander. And I start thinking, what makes us stray or wander from the commandments of God? So I looked up the definition of wander, and it means to walk or move in a leisurely, casual, or aimless way. Ooh, aimless. That is such a great visual if you're walking down a path aimlessly. And then you think about getting distracted, right, from the path. You're like, oh, what's that? And you aimlessly wander off the path. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. What pulls us away and causes us to aimlessly wander wander away from what we know is best for us? (laughs) That's such a good question to reflect on. I know for me, I would say busyness. You know, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I have a full-time job and I'm in ministry and I have friends and I want to exercise and my house work needs to be done and there's always laundry. And on top of all that, like you need to be drinking enough water. (laughs) I think that list just goes on and on. And maybe on a good week, I can do two of those things well. Um, But the work it takes to function in 2023, I think sometimes my mind becomes overwhelmed. And I stop looking to God and his word, and I start looking at my surroundings. And it reminds me of Peter when he's on the waves, and he's walking on water towards Jesus. Like, he is on the right path. And then the storm gets loud, and he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and he starts to sink. And I think the same thing happens to us. Mm, Well, I would say I totally connect to busyness as well, but I feel like I bring some of that on to myself. Um, And going back to the idea of being productive, I just, I really love being productive. And yes, I was totally talking about myself. I was not talking about you, Amy, but if that (laughs) resonated, whatever. But um, I'll schedule a session. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you struggle with your identity being wrapped up in productivity more than it is in Christ, the problem is that even though God has given you the thing, right, he's given you this job, he's given you these things to do apply yourself to when it becomes excessive that's the temptation that's the wandering away and then it's I I see it as a tornado so the more busy you get right the tornado just sucks in more things sucks more in that yeah (laughs) yeah I can do that oh sure I can do that you know so I imagine our listeners have their own aimlessly wandering stories yes and I I think that in the end We all want our heart's cry to match David's, right? Lord, please don't let me stray from your commandments. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's pick back up with verse 11. And then I'm going to grab verse 15 as well because they have some similarities. So verse 11, I I treasure your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. And I love this word treasure or hide, some versions say hide, or the idea of storing up God's word in our hearts in such a way that it will affect the way we Mm. behave. So because David's desire here is not to sin against God, and he's going to put a lot of God's word in his heart to help him uh, not sin. So hiding God's word in our heart gives us the idea of memorization and the role memorizing God's word would play. And we do need to be able to recall the truth to mind when we need it. But I'm just true confessions right here. I stink at memorization. (laughs) I do much better at what verse 15 says, but I do think it is important for us to memorize God's word. So verse 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. 
So I absolutely love a good Bible study, digging deep into God's Word. The idea of meditating totally resonates with me more than memorizing because the word meditate here in Hebrew is siak, and it means to muse, to ponder. I love to think and just grab a hold of one word, do, do a good word study or a phrase. What does this mean to my life? But that word also means to speak or sing. Okay, so... I remember after having Hannah, my ability to memorize just went straight into the trash, right? <laughs> I totally I don't, get that. I don't know why, but that's when it started. And I remember reading an article about how singing activates a different part of your brain. Mm. That's why you can't remember what you did yesterday, but you can remember all the words from Ice Ice Baby from ninth grade. <laughs> I just aged myself a lot. Sorry. So I started seeking out Bible verses to music because one, it's in your environment, right? It helps you meditate and think. You're not going to go do something crazy with like literally the word of God playing in the background, but also it helps it go deep. And so I found this um, incredible ministry called Seeds Family Worship that's kids songs, but it's full Bible verses put to these songs. So Hannah, my daughter, has no idea how many verses are tucked into her Mm -hmm. that I only have to activate by starting it. Um, And there's even this really cool project called the Indelible Project, and we'll put links in the show notes for this, but they have the entire book of James to music, and I have been working on it for a while, but I have the first chapter memorized, and I'm halfway through chapter two. That's crazy. Well, you've got it, folks. We're going to have a special episode with <laughs> that is, Amy this is not happening. the book of James. This is oh, not happening. I'll on. play the music, but I will not do that. <laughs> come on. Well, you go, girl. I think that's awesome. We, too, use songs to help our kids memorize scripture. But uh, to your point, I don't think that we think about that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's still a great tool for us to use as, as adults. Well, all of these things are valuable in helping us tuck God's word in our heart where it becomes a part of us, affecting our thinking and our actions. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. And when we're hiding God's word in our heart, he is becoming a part of us. We become so intertwined with who Jesus is, and he becomes a part of our lives, that he empowers us to do what we need to do. Oh, I love that. Okay, we have to keep moving. So let's jump back in and talk about verses 12 and 13. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the ordinances of your mouth. And I just love that, one, David again is blessing God, and he's taking in the statutes. Teach me your statutes. But then he doesn't stop there. Because once we've learned something, we have a responsibility to speak back out. So with his lips, he declares the ordinances of God's mouth. And I just think this is the natural outflow of truly worshiping. And it makes me think of the Dead Sea. It's dead because there's all this water coming into it, but it has no natural outflow. It's not Mm. healthy. It's not bringing life down the way. It's just stopped there and it's stagnant. And so as we grow and learn... We have to be responsible not just to take in God's word, but also to be sharing it and speaking it out loud. That's right. And I do believe there's some studies, too, um, that speaking and hearing that has some sort of effect on your brain as well. Mm -hmm. Well, continuing on with verse 14 from the New International Version, I rejoice in following your statutes 
as one rejoices in great riches. So in verse 11, we talked about how God's word is like a treasure, right? That we're going to keep and hang on to. And in verse 14 here, we have David rejoicing over God's word, like he's giddy, if you will, about following God's word, like a person might get excited about winning the lottery or they got that raise. And we will get so much more out of God's word than we will ever be able to gain from earthly wealth. Mm. So verse 16 says, I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Verse 16 shows David delighting. So we, verse 11 has him rejoicing in God's word. And here we have him delighting in God's word. And delighting here actually used the word sport in one of the definitions. So That's we, crazy. Yeah, so we're like delighting, like we're engaged in God's word at that kind of sport level. And then David makes this extreme declaration that he will not neglect being in God's word. Mm. So I feel like that's very strong. I think we all think of times and some of us may be in a time right now where we are neglecting God's word. But the point here is to embrace this commitment that David had to intend our heart in such a way that we are committed to not neglect spending time with God by going to our Bibles and bringing it more and more into our lives. And you know what? You're doing that right now. Even if you feel like you're in a season where you have neglected God's Word, by listening to this podcast, it is a way you're bringing the Word of God into your life. I love that. So we're going to end with practicing this idea of meditating on a Bible verse or the Word of God. So I'm going to read Psalm 16:8 in the ESV. It says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. And let's just break down a couple of pieces of this verse. So what does it mean that the Lord is before me? And then what is shaking me in life right now? I want you to picture the Lord with you, giving you strength as you face this struggle. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.